0: This program contains adult language and is intended for a mature audience. This is Feedback, a Q6 audio production. Written by Kevin Shea, directed and edited by Jill Harper, executive producer Christine Groom. Previously on Feedback Marty and Val, a pair of white boomers, wait on hold with their mobile provider. Seeking relief from the dehumanizing nature of late capitalism, they reminisce about their beloved dead dog Pogo and briefly mention their estranged son Bradley, who is wanted by the police. When we last left them, a customer service representative had finally answered their call. He is the subject of Chapter 2. Chapter 2, Akbar speaking.
1: Hello, thank you for calling Ring Wireless. This is Akbar speaking. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you for calling good Ring evening. Wireless. Thank you this for calling Akbar Ring. Good, good afternoon. Thank you guys for guys calling you Ring Wireless. Listening. This is Akbar speaking. How are you today?
0: Last night, Akbar performed at a drag show hosted by his ex-boyfriend Lewis. Lewis plays a Special Forces veteran and ER surgeon on the Toronto filmed medical drama Operation. But every Sunday, he hosts a drag night in the gay village. This is where Akbar and Lewis first met. Two years ago, when Lewis was still auditioning for commercials and Akbar was working up the courage to put on a wig. The initial attraction was immediate and made Akbar feel like he'd lost control of himself. Their relationship lasted several frenzied months. At first, it was pure adrenaline. Lewis was gorgeous, passionate, and emotionally volatile in a way that made it hard for Akbar to think about anything else. He barely slept. spent his days in a state of heightened anticipation. Then Luce was cast on operation and the grueling shoot took up most of his time. Suddenly left with nothing to do, Akbar spent his days growing insecure about their rapidly diverging careers. He began to suspect that Luce was having an affair with a male nurse on the show and that it was only a matter of time before they would move to LA together and forget all about Akbar. When Lewis suggested an open relationship, Akbar took this as proof that a burgeoning TV star couldn't be satisfied dating a broke queen with no prospects and significant student debt. With an intensity and speed that surprised him, Akbar broke up with Lewis and caught off all contact. It was a traumatic experience and Akbar had thought about Lewis often in the years since. As he poured more and more of his energy into his drag act, he was careful to avoid the popular Sunday night shows that Lewis still hosted, until last night. Having played every other show in and around the greater Toronto area, Akbar felt strong enough to face his fears and requested a slot. Lewis responded to his message within seconds. Akbar arrived once the show had already started, hoping to avoid Lewis as much as possible. The cramp bar was hot and standing room only. Over the audience's heads, he could make out Lewis as a young Queen Elizabeth. Akbar felt a tightening in his stomach, ordered a tequila, and watched as Lewis knighted Adele with a flimsy plastic sword. Seeing him tower over the audience in six-inch heels, it felt like no time had passed since their breakup. As Adele dipped on stage, Lewis slowly snaked his way through the crowd, his eyes locked on Akbar, who realized with terror that he was trapped. The rest of the night passed in a series of flashes. Akbar strutting around the stage to love as a battlefield. Lewis, his wig and makeup removed, sliding into a booth beside Akbar, their legs barely touching, making out in the green room. The cab ride to Lewis's condo, neither of them speaking. The door closing behind them. Akbar falling into familiar sheets. Lewis's lips moving down his chest, his stomach, and finally Finding Lewis is hard, thrumming, upstanding. Hello!
1: Thank you for calling Ring Wireless. This is Akbar speaking. How are you today?
2: Well, I'm not doing well at all. In fact, I'm really very upset. There is a big, huge problem with this bill you sent us. And it's something I already talked to you people about, and I thought it was settled.
0: This morning, Akbar woke at dawn, dressed in silence, and left without waking Lewis. He took a cab home and slept for the rest of the morning... And when he woke at noon, he willed himself to believe that what happened with Lewis was a dream. He ate a quick breakfast and took the bus to his job at the Ring Wireless Call Center. If it was a dream, Akbar told himself, it would be forgotten by the end of the day. Then, just as he took his first call at 1.32pm, his cell phone lit up, with a name he had just vowed never to think about again. Hello?
2: Hello!
1: I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. May I put you on hold for a moment? Thank you. Hey, Lewis, I'm just at work.
3: Is everything okay? Yeah, why? You just you left in the middle of the night.
1: Oh, I just I, I left in the morning. This this the sun was up.
3: Right? Yeah.
1: Sorry, I, I had some some stuff to do.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: What do you mean, Aha! huh
3: Look, I didn't want to do the whole, that was so nice, I'll text you thing either. Okay. I'm 32 years old, I'm not a baby. But you didn't have to skulk out, like I'm some goon who picked you up at the bus station. I
1: did not skulk out. Ha! You, you were asleep and I know how much you need your 10 hours a night. So yeah, I crept out. You
3: practically slithered out of there.
1: Okay, I'm sorry what happened happened.
3: You're sorry. Well, fuck you too, then.
1: I, I was really, really drunk.
3: So? I was drunk and stoned and concussed. Okay,
1: then we were both out of our minds and we did something we shouldn't have done. And the best thing to do now is to try and forget it and move on with our lives.
3: Unreal. I have to go. You're a real cunt, you know that?
1: Okay, thank you. I'm so sorry about that.
2: I've been on hold all afternoon.
1: That must be awfully frustrating. It is. I want to personally apologize and to thank you for your patience.
2: Well, okay. You're welcome.
1: Now, is this a billing issue or- That's right. I'm very happy to help you with that. Before we look into it, I do have to ask you a few questions so that I can pull up your account here. May I start with your last name?
2: LeVac, capital L-E, capital B A C one word. Thank
1: you. And your first name, please?
2: Val. Valerie, B, A, L, E, R, I, E.
1: Thank you. And your date of birth, please?
2: July 9th, 1957.
1: Thank you. And your current address, please?
2: 136 Pinewood Crescent, Etobicoke, Ontario.
1: I'm from Etobicoke. Uh huh. And your postal code, please?
2: M8Z2W6. Do you want my license plate number two?
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Just your security answer, please. The clue is baseball.
2: Security answer?
1: Yes, ma'am. The security answer for your account? The clue is baseball.
2: Baseball? Yes, ma'am. You know the security answer? What? The security answer on the ring account.
3: I don't... No, I can't remember.
2: What's the question?
3: The
1: clue is baseball.
2: Baseball isn't a question. Is there a question?
1: That's the clue you gave us when you set up your account, the word baseball.
2: Is there anything else there?
1: No, ma'am. Do you follow baseball, or...?
2: No, I don't. Martin likes the Jays. Is Blue Jays the answer?
1: Let's see. No.
2: It's the name of a team, though? I I can't say. Can you think of what it is? The security answer? Well, let me see it. I have it written here. The Wi-Fi password is I B.
1: Three sorry, sorry, ma'am. It's not the password for your Wi Fi. It's for K your Ring K wireless account. Martin, it's
2: not the Wi Fi password. It's
1: your phone account security answer.
2: It's the phone account security you just answer. You take the Wi
0: Fi password.
1: I, I can't take the Wi Fi password. I just need the security answer for your Ring wireless account. He
2: just account. needs the security answer. I don't for know the, what that is. All right. All right. Look, what's your name? Akbar. Akram? Yes. Look, Akram, it's just a problem okay. with the bill. I can give you my credit card number.
1: I'm sorry, but we do need the security answer to proceed.
2: Oh, we do, do we? Well, I can't remember it. So there. What now? I mean, I want this bill fixed today. I've been on hold for an hour already.
1: I can definitely help you with that, but I do have to confirm your identity. Uh, We can have an email sent to you with a temporary password. How does that sound?
2: (sighs) I'm sorry. It's just frustrating. All these... Passwords? Marty won't let me use the same one more than once.
1: Marty is your husband?
2: He's obsessed with cybersecurity.
1: It's important these days.
2: That's what he says.
1: May I ask you to confirm your email address?
2: Val and Marty, all
0: lowercase.pinewood at yahoo.com.
1: Thank you. May I put you on hold while I have the email sent?
0: I guess so. Akbar took a job at Ring Wireless shortly after his breakup with Lewis. He had just gotten started in the drag scene and wanted to free up his nights for performing. He excelled as a customer service representative and became known as someone who would go to extraordinary lengths to satisfy his customers. During his tenure, he had been offered a promotion to supervisor twice and both times turned it down so that he could maintain a flexible schedule. He remains well liked by his manager and his customer feedback surveys consistently score in the high nines. Akbar loves being good at his job, even if he doesn't love the job itself. His dream is to become a contestant on Drag Race Canada, and then use the exposure to become a makeup and lifestyle influencer.
1: Thank you for holding. You're welcome. Did you receive the email?
2: No. Let me check. No. No.
1: Hmm. You might want to refresh your browser.
2: How? Oh, I know. Okay, just hold on. Here it is.
1: Can you read me the temporary password?
2: 8AN3J5W9.
1: Thank you. Now we just need to set up a new password for your account. Fine. Thank you. Now first I will need a password. It must be at least six characters long. Oh
2: god, I don't... Baseball.
1: Your, your password will be baseball? Uppercase B, lowercase Whatever, sure, a. sure. Alright, and next I will need a clue. Uh, it can be a word or a phrase. Baseball. The clue has to be different from the password.
2: <gasps> Marty, what was the name of Bradley's little league team?
3: Oh, sparrows.
2: Sparrows.
1: Thank you. I wonder, do you think sparrows was your
0: original security answer?
2: Oh, <laughs> yes, I bet it was.
0: Akbar's phone lights up once again. Funny
2: how the mind works.
0: He knows he shouldn't answer it. Well, you're all set up. He tells himself to ignore it.
1: I'm so sorry. May I put you on hold for one moment? Thank you. What is it?
0: I forgive you.
1: I didn't apologize.
3: I'm prepared to move on, if you are. I am not. Will you come over later?
1: I think, I think we should avoid each other for the rest of our lives.
3: Wow, okay. Last night you said you couldn't stop thinking about me.
1: We, we, we all say a lot of things. I was caught up in the moment.
3: thinking about you,
1: too. (laughs) Have you? Yes. Because you haven't been acting like it.
3: Okay, what does that mean? you
1: spent the last two years fucking every man in Toronto.
3: What? (laughs) As if if that would even be possible. You
1: slept with someone the night we broke up.
3: Well, I'm pretty sure that's none of your business since you had just dumped me and... And how do you even know who I've slept with? You have a
1: reputation. I do not. (laughs) You're like an urban legend, a folktale to scare twinks around the campfire.
3: Don't slut shame me. Oh, spare me. A single gal can't enjoy herself without being labeled the patriarchy at work.
1: I can't do this right now or ever. It is too much drama.
3: How dare you? I
1: want peace, Lewis. I don't want drama. Please stop calling me.
3: I will stop calling if you promise to come over later.
1: Making threats is abuse.
3: You used to love a little abuse.
1: Not anymore. Goodbye, Lewis. Have a good life. Hi, Valerie. I'm so sorry about that. I had a technical issue over here.
2: I will not be put on hold again. Is that understood? If you need to do something, I want you to stay on the line while you do it. I'm sick of being put on hold.
1: I completely sympathize, and I'm sorry. (sighs) Now, I've got your account in front of me. What is it I can help you with?
2: Give me the bill. I don't have it. There, on the table. Oh, right. Okay. We were charged 18 extra dollars last month.
1: Yes, ma'am, that's what I'm seeing here as well. Why? Well, your family save plan gives you one gigabyte to use between two accounts, and it looks like you went over by 180 megabytes, so that's why you've got the overcharge there. Hello?
2: This happened two months ago. And we switched our plans specifically so that it wouldn't happen again. My husband is on disability.
1: I'm very sorry about that. It must be very frustrating. You
2: know what's frustrating? I work hard all week. I bust my ass making sure I get my work done. And then to be treated like this? After however many years of loyal service, to be treated like an afterthought when it's your job to make me happy. Because because customer service is the heartbeat of every business. Do you understand that?
1: Yes, ma'am. I do. Again, I'm very sorry. When
2: Sunday comes around, I want to relax. I've earned the right to relax. But instead, I have to call you to figure out why, after we switched our whole plan two months ago, we're still getting charged extra on our bill. And I'm sorry, but saying you're sorry isn't really good enough. I want to know what you're going to do to fix this. All right.
1: Valerie, if I were in your situation, I would feel the exact same way. It sounds like someone here made a serious mistake putting you on the plan you're on, and first of all, I'm gonna make sure our supervisor hears about it, because this is unacceptable. Frankly, I'm upset about it because you're right, it's your satisfaction that keeps the lights on here. So to know that you were misled, misinformed, and that our policies were misrepresented to you, I'm really not happy about it either, and I'll take action as soon as we're done speaking. But that's not all I'm gonna do. I'm going to help you fix this once and for all so that you never have a Sunday of yours wasted talking to someone like me again.
0: It's the kind of promise Akbar makes every day. He said these types of things so often that the words have lost all meaning. If he looked at the account's customer history tab, he would see that the person who, two months earlier, set Valerie up with the unsuitable data plan was in fact Akbar himself. That neither of them recognize or remember each other isn't surprising. Akbar speaks to dozens of people a day, and Valerie is constantly on calls with store managers and floor staff for both of them the person on the other end of the phone has ceased being a person at all the person on the other end of the phone is just an abstract force that either yields to their will or doesn't
2: i appreciate that thank you i'm sorry i forgot your what's your name again
1: uh, it's it's akbar
2: akram
1: akbar, ak-bar. bar akbar
2: akbar Akbar, am I saying it right? You have reached Akbar
3: Shahzad.
0: Please leave a message at the tone.
3: It's me. I, I'm sorry about my calls earlier. I, I've been in a bit of a grief spiral. My cat was run over by a garbage truck. Anyway, I really do need to talk to you. Please call me back. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye.
0: Out of the corner of his eye, Akbar sees the voicemail notification pop up on his phone and knows immediately who it's from. It is becoming obvious that his decision to perform at Lewis's drag night has set in motion an inevitable progression, each stage of which brings Akbar closer to a reckoning with all that was unspoken during their brief tumultuous affair. If you told Akbar that a white senior citizen incapable of pronouncing his name would play a crucial role in this reckoning, he would not be surprised. Akbar knows from his experience with Lewis that life is unpredictable, and that powerful, life-changing events often involve the most unexpected people. Feedback was written by Kevin Shea, directed and edited by Jill Harper, with music by Bram Geelan, and sound design and mastering by Tim Lindsay. Featuring performances by Nadine Baba, David Coomber, Caitlin Driscoll, Rosemary Dunsmore, Kasim Khan, Tom McCamus, Nkasi Ogbana, Ben Sanders, Jonathan Tan, and Connor Thompson. Christine Groom was the executive producer for Q6 Audio Productions. Feedback was made possible through the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Recording took place at Eggplant Studios in Toronto, Canada. Jack Rudy was our audio engineer, and Mike Ronan was our producer at Eggplant. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review, share, or tell a friend. Q6 is a not-for-profit organization. If you want to support future projects, check out our website at q6.ca. That's C-U-E number six dot to see what we have coming up and hit the donate button.